Welcome back to Did You Play That? Our retro gaming podcast focused on some of our favorite classic games. I got it that time. My name is Eric, and the star brain to my Caesar co-host is Josh. In today's episode, we will be discussing Star Soldier for the NES. Before we get into it, if you've been enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, leave us a review, follow us on Instagram at Did You Play That? Watch some of our playthroughs on YouTube and share it with a friend. As we adventure into a strange and evil presence in space, it is crushing everything in its path, destroying spaceships full of innocent people. We, Caesar, need to defend the Galactic Empire and destroy the Star Brain. Let's go. Josh, how many details have I just given you that you had no idea about? Uh, I think everything that you just said. I think the only word that I just said in there that you should star recognize is star brain. Yeah, I know the star brains. Yeah. Um, okay. I yeah. didn't know what Caesar is that our ship. Caesar, Caesar is the spaceship that we uh control in our game, and it is supposedly the fastest uh let me find that quick detail again the fastest fighter ship in the galactic fleet with an awesome arsenal of weapons at your fingertips yeah awesome arsenal of weapons they're calling that an awesome awesome. arsenal at your fingertips and i don't know about you but one of those awesome arsenals was killing my fingertips um, I don't know. Was it? What, what was going on there? So I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll do we want to dive into that right now? I don't know. Um, <laughs> when you start the game, I'm interested <laughs> to hear more. The when you start at any point in time after a death, I guess, or at any point when you start this game, if you use an old school NES controller like I was. That first weapon is not auto fire. It isn't. That's true. That's what I so thought. You're you just were mashing that to, button. It hurts. It, oh. After a while, that hurts. I don't have an NES controller, so I was just on the Switch. I don't know. After a while, that hurts. <laughs> so. Well, I um, guess maybe also just man. don't, um, you know, get upgrades. Get upgrades, and then you don't have to be. Yeah. Well, once little. you get the upgrades, it's fine. All right. Let's let's <laughs> backtrack a moment and get into this. Um, so we are in a shmup style, you know, game where we're a spacecraft called Caesar, and we are going to get through, I believe, sixteen stages of Star Soldier. Yes. Is this um? Is this? To- I never really understand. The top down, top scrolling, top down. Is this what vertical scrolling? I what do you would call say this? it's a vertical scroller. Like you're going from you're going up the whole time, supposedly. Yeah. But you're also kind of like you're forced uh, to go up. Like, you yeah, know? you're on that rail of like this is the pace you go, and you yeah. can go up, down, okay. left, and right in that space. Yep. So in that sense, and I mean, there's lots of shooters like this. So this game, yeah, I, I mean, think, took some not, chances, maybe. It's not a Galaga-style no. shooter. 
it's like you you are physically capable of going in any of the directions, but the the screen itself scrolls at its pace until it gets to the boss, and then you deal with the boss. Yeah, so actually, um, you know, along the way there. So my first experience, I just kind of threw this on um, something to do. I was like, oh, let me just try something new for like 10 or 15 minutes before bed. Um, and it drops you in. It's just You just start, just drops you in. Um, you're floating along in space and shooting a couple aliens, like classic. And then like buildings or structures i guess they wouldn't be buildings but um scaffolding type structures um start floating on the screen at first i thought that you would crash into them so i tried avoiding them for a while i don't know what did you just fly right through them right away (laughs) yeah I mean, I shot at them first, but, you know. I don't know. I just thought I would crash into them for some reason. Um, it didn't last too long because there was a point very brief, very early on where then, like, it took up the entire screen and you, like, had to fly through. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm just an idiot. Um, yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that I don't think you've probably ever played this game, but there was a game that my brother and I owned as a kid. Maybe we'll play it at some point because it's it was it was fun. Uh, it was Tom Sawyer's Adventure on the NES, and just like this, like there's there's a kind of this up down left right. You're on this rail controlled by the this computer, like you just go to this space, and then all of a sudden there's things that you can shoot at that come flying at you, and there's things that you you aren't really a hundred percent sure. Can I go over this? Is this gonna hurt me? Like, what's the deal? Mm-hmm. And it felt very much so like that, where there are spaces where you not you're not sure. Like there, it there's parts that like there's scaffolding. Don't get me wrong. Like I agree with that statement. But there's also things that look more like they are you are flying over like a small planet or land, like a small amount of land. Yeah, yeah. And so there's there's a lot of variety in that background thing whatever it is like land i think there was water at one point you're definitely flying over what looks like a construction site to be honest of like equipment and things that are just wires and cords all over the place throughout this game yeah i i definitely knew i could fly over it but i still shot at it first <laughs> fair enough shoot first ask questions yeah. later i guess that makes sense but you, you played through, like, I know you said you kind of just picked it up. And you're like, oh, I'll play for 10, 15 minutes. And I think you text me the next morning or even that night. I don't even know. And you're like, uh, I'm on level like nine of Star-Lord or <laughs> Star-Lord. Jeez, wrong thing. Star Soldier. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, I mean, I didn't mean to play it for, I only meant to play it for a few minutes, but I ended up playing it for like an hour. Um, I will say that I probably cheated quite a bit using the Switch. I did some rewinds and definitely saved in every level because it's, I mean, there's just a lot going on and it was, um, it's tough to even see some of the like fire that's coming at you when you're, you know, there are points in the game where you're hovering over like land or structure, you know, and it's the same color as the 
projectile coming at you and like i can't see it like there's no way to how am i supposed to avoid it you know yeah i agree there are some background like things that you're going through and it's hard to determine what's coming at you because some things come at you like let's bring it back to galaga like you you, there's some things kind of come at you and they like fly down on screen they do like a little loop de loop where they fly down and then fly off like they all kind of have their uh, attack pattern sure. or like their their like mythology of whatever they do and some of them are basic and easy and some of them are fast and you know fly all the way to the bottom of the screen fly all the way back to the top and they don't even shoot at you like they all do a lot there's a lot of bad guys in this game to be honest a lot more than I thought there were, but they all do things a little bit differently. And so it's kind of adapting and adapting to them, adapting to the terrain, which I think we're going to dive into the terrain oh, yeah. a lot today. Oh, yeah. And, you know, adapting to whatever kind of upgrade you have as well throughout the stage. I, I don't have a ton to talk about with the Starbrain fights, like the boss fights at the end of the stages. It's the stage itself, and it's got. I mean, I'm after you suggested it and I played, I think I got through the first five stages and I was like, I would love to play more, but I just didn't have the time right then and there. And once I did have time, I was like, yep, and now I'm at stage like 12 and now I'm at, and then I beat the game and I was like, this is, this is fun. It was fun. I mean, it's chaotic and like, yeah, I, um, I think you had texted me. You were like some levels. I don't know if it was some levels. It was more like just sometimes you were terrible at the game yeah. and then sometimes yeah. you were just like unstoppable at the game yeah. and it was i i understood exactly what you meant in the text like sometimes you can just go on a run we're like i don't know how i'm still alive but i'm still alive i made it through the entire level and then other times i'll get through most of the level and die and then i'll just die like four times in a row and that's it game over yeah i think it was stage four or five like early on and i was like i I don't know why I can't beat this stage. Like I keep getting and struggling and dying and blowing up and whatever. Like, but then I had like six stages in a row where I don't even, I didn't die once. And I just, I did kind of the same thing you did. Like I saved at the end. If I beat the boss of that stage, I saved and created that. And then if I died a lot in the stage, I was like, well, I kind of want to have five lives instead of one moving forward. So I'm just going to revert back and play that through. Yep. Um, yeah, I couldn't beat one stage for whatever reason. I kept getting to a point, and I'm like, "Fuck me!" But you know, even later, I think I got to stage ten, and I was like, four more stages, boom, 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 no issues. I think I died once, maybe, but yeah, I mean, you just get in a roll and you just cruise. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Even it was just crazy. It was like at. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the last two or three levels were something else but up to that point there was definitely this like some some weird momentum or like it just if you got in the zone with it you just kind of went instinctual and somehow just like worked out for you what you could go on a run it was kind of cool yeah i mean this game definitely gives and i i i I know you definitely talked about some arcade I, i played a lot of arcade throughout my time as a kid between you know being at the mall and like my mom would want to go places and she's like here's five dollars spend it wisely and it's like i went to the arcade and that's where my five dollars went (laughs) 
uh, or being at like sporting events, indoor sporting events at, you know, whatever type of location. Like we had this uh, indoor soccer facility where my brother or my cousins would play. And I think we always got like a dollar and he was just like, well, you got a dollar. And that was, you know, four, <laughs> you know, four rounds or whatever. And this is the type of game that would have been there. And I would have played it. It just, yeah. I don't think it actually, I don't think it was ported as an arcade game. I think it was just an NES game that was out. Yeah, I think that's but true, like but that. it definitely plays like an arcade game. They're trying to bring the arcade to your home, you know? Yeah. And we'll talk about that a little bit. I got a little note that I have about this in kind of how it was used in that way to some extent in Japan. Nice. But you, we'll kind of backtrack. Each stage is not necessarily progressively difficult, but it does start you out. The first few stages are relatively simplistic in the bad guys and how they come at you. There's not always like one wave right after another. Like there's some time in between to kind of catch your breath and like figure things out. Yeah, and they usually Shoot don't send spaces to get bonus points, and they don't usually send too many different types at you at once yeah it's like all right here's this like one group of eight bad guys that all do the exact same thing like they come down like centipede style like they go down left down right down like they come at you they do a little loop and they fly off or you know one guy flies down he shoots at you and then disappears there's the ones that kind of circle you you know like yeah they all kind of do different things and at the end of the first three stages, there's a bigger ship, and this is Starbrain. Starbrain. Yeah, right. And Starbrain has two modes or phases. I don't know what you want to really call them. But the first one that you see in stage one through three is basic. And one brain. There's one thing in the middle that you shoot. It has like a very slow basic shot at you. And it has a weird, like, wave-style bubble shot at you as well. Agreed. Yep. Uh, Only because I'm looking at the manual at this moment. 32 bullets in the center. He's destroyed. Oh, okay. If, and this happens for any point in time, if you do not destroy Starbrain in, I I, I didn't time this, but there's got to be some time. If you don't destroy him, he warps you back to the beginning of the stage. And that pissed me off. <laughs> now, um, did I think the time might have even... Did the time change? Like, I, I feel I, like the time got shorter. Maybe that's just me, but I feel like as the levels progressed, at least at the last boss, the time seemed really short. I don't know. Okay. I don't, it just it felt that way. For me, at least. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But truth be told, one of the stages that I struggled, that time I was struggling, I think it was stage four and then stage five right after it, I think I struggled with it. And it was, I couldn't beat the boss in time. And I did not have that same issue on 14, 15, or 16. Interesting. But, so um, you beat basic star brain in those first three stages and at stage four, eight, 12 and 16, you get the kind of advanced. It, it's called big star brain in the manual. 
And Big Star Brain is the it's like a bigger version of that exact same thing, but there's four additional circles that are called power cells that you're supposed to destroy. You have to destroy those first, which I think is one of the reasons I struggled with stage four, before you can attack the center spot and move on. Yes. And it's each one of the... Power cells power shoots cells at you. Like, shoot, yeah. This one's just more chaotic because he takes up so much more of the screen and, yeah, and you depending can't on your power up, touch the ship at you all. You can't touch it. Yeah. yeah. So like your power up might block. You have power ups that give you like a shield and that blocks some shots. We can talk about that in a little bit. But if you're, even if you have a shield, if you make physical contact with a flying enemy, it just insta-kills yeah. you, including Starbrain. And that was more often than not the reason I died at any of the Starbrain fights or any of the stages in general. Right. I mean, you're trying to maneuver around the projectiles, and that's not too bad. But then you maneuver, yeah. and sometimes you can get yourself caught up in a corner, and then you try and move up, and then the ship follows a pretty similar pattern, but like, you know, bumps you. It's kind of like then a V pattern yeah. where it like, it's top middle and it moves to the left and it kind of comes down and then it bounces back up and, and, top and, middle and it goes to the right down with the time limit yeah, what it, it is already it's not even like time you could really go behind it and then because you're like yeah, yeah. then you're wasting time because you can't shoot at it from that direction so yeah did you ever go above it no i got to the oh. side of it but like when you go to the side of it again you're just I never would end up winning those fights. Like you have to be yeah. firing at it, like eighty yeah, percent really of the need time. To be shooting at, at least it a majority of the time. It's crazy. Yeah, I think the time limit time limit really got me in stage four, and I think it got me again at one other point. I I also didn't even know about it at first, and it just happened. And I'm like, I think I was really mad at you for making me play this game <laughs> where I could beat the entire, I could get through the entire stage. And I did not die at Starbrain. Starbrain just, just like disappears. And you're like, well, and it's like, no. At first no, I was like, you. oh, I beat him up enough that like he's running away. We're good. But then it's like stage one star. And I was like, wait a minute. I just did this. It was so wrong. I hated that. Ugh. Yeah, I agree. It, you want to know what, though? It is a tactic. And again, if you were to sit and play this like arcade style, I'm sure that benefits you because I, I believe you keep your score. I don't, I didn't try to look at that and figure that out, oh, but I believe you do. I think you probably would keep your score too. The few times I got sent back, though, I'm not going to lie. I feel like the stage got more difficult with the bad guys. And that I don't know is actual truth, but like it felt for some reason like the stage got more difficult afterwards. Yeah, I don't know if maybe restarting the level is one of those things that sort of breaks the momentum like we were talking about earlier. Maybe just like, you know, you fell out of that focus because you were just frustrated. I don't know. Well, again, 4, 8, 12, 16 have the big star brain boss fights um those were much more complicated than the basic ones because those four those three excuse me those four additional power cells were shooting at you 
Uh, he just takes up that much more of the screen. Uh, let's talk about that power-up system because it was absolutely necessary. And when you got the best version, it was definitely helpful. Yes. Um, do you feel like you fully understand the power-up system? I think so. All right. You explain it then because there were definitely okay. times where I picked stuff up and I don't know what happened. And Okay. So in the game, there are spots that you can shoot. Um, they are marked with a P, uh, which you have to kind of shoot them to find them. And sometimes, and sometimes they're just like right there and obvious. Yeah. You might like so shoot a mountain and the mountain disappears and there's a P underneath it. it. Yeah. Or, yeah. So you shoot the P and out of that becomes a little S thing, capsule thing that floats around screen that you have to physically touch. Yes. Once you have that, it, upgrades your power up and you originally start off with nothing you start off as a slower ship and you have to physically mash the button every single time you shoot you don't have like an auto fire and let's 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 go back to that for a second you have two buttons on an nes controller you have an a button and you have a b button Either button shoots. Neither button has anything else. So A shoots, B shoots. You can push either. You can push both. That was it. It's a one button game. It was a one button game. You moved with the controller and you hit A or B or both just to mash the fire button. Start, paused it. Start, like, continued it. Selected nothing. So it was real, real, real simple. So you get that power up and the first power up you get the double shot forward and single shot backwards. You move a little bit faster, you get this auto fire button now. Like now everything's auto fire so you can kind of push A and it'll go or at least it seemed to. For yeah, me. just hold it down. Yeah. And you shoot the same double bullets that you were shooting forward faster like auto and you shoot a single bullet backwards at the same speed all right like that's that's what you feel like is that that's the next upgrade correct i think so but i i feel like there might have been sometimes i don't know why i don't know how this happened i don't know it it felt like it only happened way later in the game for some reason i would just get the double shot forward auto fire and i didn't get a shot backwards but that doesn't make, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I got through 14 levels of the game before that happened, so that doesn't make any sense to me, but... Yeah. You know what? That is correct. All right, and again, I'm reading the manual. I've got it here in front of me, because you, you can't not look at the manual. Well... Um, if you... Uh, if you do not catch, catch the capsule... If you do not catch the capsule, your ship will move slowly and shoot only one bullet at a time. If you catch one, you will be able to shoot many bullets at one time. So you you got that. Okay. Correct. You shoot rapid fire forward. The second time you get one, you shoot rapid forward and you get the single shot behind. Backwards, yes. Okay. And that's it. Like you don't get 
a shield with these. You just get those. Right. It's when you get the highest power-up, which is three capsules, you get the five-shot direction. So you shoot one directly forward, and then at like 45-degree angles, you shoot one to the upper left, upper right, bottom left, bottom right. Correct? Yeah. The star, it's like an X with the one straight forward, an X. Yeah. yeah. And again, like I, I, I don't know what your feelings were. I didn't really use the backward shots a lot but limiting the forward shots and changing the one backward shot that you gave me before from straight down to the diagonal left diagonal right kind of changes things um i for the most part i liked this power up during the main stage of the game um, I liked to just kind of sit. It gave me a chance to sort of sit closer to the middle of the screen and sort of figure yeah. out where things were coming from because sometimes they'd come from behind. So, like, if you sat too far back, you could get wiped out. Let what happened more in the later levels than the early levels, but um, oh, we'll talk about those later levels. Yeah. Um, I. 100% this is a terrible weapon for a, a brain fight. Star brain? Star brain fight. Yep. Terrible. So it's awful gun for the or awful power. So, well, let's finish this yeah. thing off with this power up. So you, you get that final power up and you also get a shield that spins around you and you can see the shield, yep. but it, you can't kind of tell it's its power or its ability. So the shield protects you from, it says bombs and bullets, and I kind of don't know what the difference because I never once saw anything explode. Um, it protects you from those, uh, but it does not protect you if you crash or physically touch something. Right. If you get hit by one bullet, the shield protects you and you drop down an ability to the two forward, one back. Yes. So you lose the five spread shot kind of ability which in stage was probably the best thing to have truthfully yeah. but at the boss fight not the best thing to have and this one wasn't terrible to have um in stage either no. just no in reality that was probably a really good thing to have yeah, in for stage. certain definitely for certain enemies certain attack patterns this was much better like the ones that basically just like shooting star out of the sky straight down yeah um this is definitely better to have um there are a couple other enemies specifically that i can think of but most often definitely the five the five i don't know the five way shot did pretty good stuff during during the the level, but it was not always the best thing to have for sure. No. So if you have a shield spinning around you and you have the double shot forward, I mean you you took one yep. shot of damage or more, you can take up to five with the shield. Once you hit take five, five with the shield, the shield disappears. But if you have the double shot and the one backwards and the shield still going and you get a power capsule, it clears the screen of any bad guy. It doesn't bring you back to the five-way shot. 
No. Until you lose that shield, getting another power-up does nothing other than clear the screen. Whether that's one guy or 20,000, whatever it is, because I feel like there felt like that many at some points. Well, that definitely clears up some confusion about the power-up system because that made no... There's no way to make sense that that's what's happening without knowing it from the directions, I I think. Yeah, there's really no... And even still reading like the directions from the manual isn't... I feel like whoever translated this manual definitely got like the crappy and by all means google wasn't even a thing back in <laughs> what is this 87 86 i don't even know what year this came uh but i feel like somebody got the really bad version of google translate and maybe it's a yahoo translate does yahoo do translation I've was it an ask jeeves situation yeah. <laughs> oh man jeeves he was such a good guy he helped me out on so many homework assignments i'm not gonna lie uh yeah it's 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 interesting there's some terms and technology and phrases that i was like "Eh, okay but that's that's the power-ups which i'm not can i'm not gonna lie i don't remember all of the games that came out this came out on famicon in 86 um so it's pretty early in that shoot 'em up kind of style game. It's real early. But did any of those other games have power-ups? Question mark. Yeah, um I need to look up the history of vertical shoot 'em up games as well. Um I feel like they I feel like they all had power-ups. I feel like power-ups was like that's well, what I remember think, being different about Galaga. many of Galaga these games. That's have. true. It doesn't. And then what was the other one? Asteroids. Right? I guess I'm just thinking of the games that I have played, which are probably all post 1986. So, like they're all in that timeline, I'm sure. But I think the big shoot 'em up I always think of is Gradius. Like that was the game that I played as a kid the most. That and Gal- Galaga were like the two games that I remember playing that were shoot 'em ups as a kid. Gradius, I definitely know, came after and had, like, laser, and you got the missiles that shot up and down. You had all those additional power-ups that you kind of controlled and helped change the way you played that game, but, you know, Galaga had nothing. You moved left and right, and you shot, like, two or three bullets at a time. That was it. Um... I'm just looking up this quick evolution of vertical shoot 'em up games. Yeah. Um, because one of the things that I I was, you know, again, I try and look into some things besides just the manual. I always pull up the manual because, let's be honest, even I asked you, like, does A and B do something differently? And you're like, I don't know. I'm like, well, I'll <laughs> Google the manual, I guess. And you're like, does it do something different? I'm like, well, you go look. Knowing you wouldn't. I didn't. <laughs> I know. But this was one of like one of the things that I looked up was like innovation. Like this game was so cool and futuristic, and the fact that it gave you power ups. I was like, 
Really? Interesting. Yeah, I mean... This is one of the innovative things about this game. That's what you want to talk about? I am looking. I mean, it's for some reason, this skips 1986, but the games for 1980... There's one in 1984 that clearly has some power-ups here. What's this called? It's called 1942. <laughs> um, and that... When did 1942 come out? In 1984, which is two years really? before this game. Right, yeah, and it had it definitely had power ups in it. Yeah, because um, I played 1942. Twin Cobra. This looks familiar. Decent power ups. You're a helicopter, Twin Cobra. 1987. Twin, ooh, uh, I think I'm definitely thinking of the Super Nintendo uh, version of Twin Cobra. Uh, this Raiden game, I think, is the one that I might be most familiar with. Twin Cobra came out Raiden in 87. Too. Yeah. When did Raiden come out? Raiden. Shoot him up. 1990. That doesn't make sense. That came out in 1990. That's weird. I was just looking at Raiden 2 came out. When did Raiden 2 come out? I don't know. It says 19, oh, 1993. Okay, sure. I think Raiden might be one of those games that I played the most, though. Um, not too many vertical shoot-em-ups, but yeah, power-ups are make and break the game, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, in reality, like, but nowadays, it, in a lot of the, don't get me wrong, I call them bullet, like, they all fall into the bullet hell game category most of these shoot 'em up games the power up and the abilities and those things make the game like i i i don't play any of these games truth to be told i don't know a name of any of the games but i've have you seen these bullet hell games nowadays no i haven't i'm not i'm not super into those types either i just i sit and i watch and like if you're like there's red and blue bullets and if your shield is red you block all the red bullets if your shield is blue you block all the blue like and you can flip and change but it's just chaos of bullets being shot at you that you can you can physically avoid some of it but the shield you choose and whatnot i just these are not my type of games no i don't think i would i think i would die instantly I think you do all right. I, I I feel like you would do fun, um, but these are just yeah, these are not my type of. Oh uh, no, more of a Wario's Woods kind of guy, you know. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> you are. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I like these. Like there's, it's more skill and flying, skill and shooting. You know anticipation of things coming avoiding instead of just whatever those those games are just they're insane i don't even yeah i did pretty constantly be moving in this one for sure but yeah
So, a couple other notes before we get to like the I what I think is the main talking point of this game, but um Yeah. I thought so some so sometimes there's these skulls on the background, right? There's a lot of them. And the skulls yeah, the land. The skulls are they just block your bullets, which is annoying when you're trying to so you have to like shoot around them or shoot through them. So they are considered an enemy. There that you the name of the skull is Tolud. But you can fly over them. You can fly over them. They don't hurt yeah. you. But you can shoot them and destroy them. And they take a lot of damage. And so... They take a lot. When I'm yeah. sitting there shooting them, I'm not shooting all the actual enemies that can yes. take me down. They so. are just bullet absorbers. And I thought they, they looked like the pieces of toast. That was, that was my funny <laughs> they side. They do. I like at least... Like you can kind of... As you're shooting them, you can kind of see that there's a change in the amount of damage that they've taken. Yeah. So they kind of like get less, they start off real sad and then they kind of get less sad. Like they're getting happier that they're getting shot at somehow. They're getting toasted. No, toasty. Um, yeah, those, so that was one of those my are side tough notes. to deal with because there's typically like a wall. Thing. Yes. Like there's a vertical or a horizontal wall or even a connection of and that. You're going to have that. to choose like when to make your move and break in front of the wall, but not too early or something will fly yeah. right into you. I feel like the game really thought about that or the programs really thought about that and said, you know what, hey, we're going to put this here and then this wave of bad guys are going to come onto the screen and attack you and they're launching bullets at you and you're like, I can try and keep shooting these skull things or I can pull up in front of them and if I've got the we- like a p- good enough power up or like weapon, whatever, at that moment in time or angle, I can just get in there and I could shoot them so I'm not getting shot at by their bullets. It changed tactics sometimes. Like, there's times where I sat back and I was like, I'm just going to try and break a little hole into this skull wall and hope that I can shoot these guys. And other times it was, screw it, I'm getting up there and in there and just right up in their business. It was true. It did add an interesting element to the game. Absolutely. A little choice right. in the in the so many split-second decisions. Another little one to, to add in there. Yeah, I mean, a majority, a majority, not all, but a majority of the bad guys took one shot and they were dead. Yep. And so that was the thing is like, you could sit back, hope that you break through the barrier, avoid the, you know, avoid the shots being shot at you or just avoid them in general if they fly at you and not worry about it so much. Or you could kind of get up in there. And I think that was one of the things that the game, again, I'm not a big shoot 'em up gamer at all i can barely list a number of games that are like this but i feel like the game did a good job of almost forcing you to move your your you know caesar up towards the top of the screen or the middle of the screen at least did that a lot yeah and i think that kind of makes it a very different but still good game in that sense because i didn't feel like i was just like slamming down on the screen and holding it at the bottom or the back of the you know the the stage i I felt like i was consistently like in that middle screen bottom third area yes um yeah i would say i guess the best way to put it for me is this game definitely forces you to do that i mean every game in this style i think does force you to do that but i feel like this one is more consistent and constant pressure to do that um later in later levels definitely not at the beginning but um 
like the second half of the game really feels like like that to me oh yeah i agree that the especially that last oh yeah <laughs> four or five stages i You're, don't i got pushed I might, up into i don't the, think i touched the bottom yeah of the screen. i got pushed up into the top of the screen for a lot of the last three third of the levels yeah there's some rough rough phases near the end and i think we'll talk about that a good amount too yeah but i mean power-ups aren't anything crazy it's still fun like i I like have a lot of fun playing this game i'm glad you found it and picked it up and started going with it do we want to dive into the real what i consider the real innovative part of this game so i have one other side note and then i'm definitely diving into that um did you notice what else was at the end of every level right before the boss fight there's these weird uh yeah i have some of the like bad guys to make sure we discuss um i i call them eyeballs but in the manual they're called deleo okay i feel like this book this manual is half spanish half latin some of these names, I just tell me because there's names for everything. What the instructions say a deleo is or does. You ready? Um, no, but it says ground-based enemies, and then it says deleo. That's it. It. What? That's it. That's it. <laughs> there are other things. Ready? Did you find the Z power? Yeah, ups? yeah, yeah, yeah. You shoot them Those until you get five hundred points. Right, and it's so ground-based enemy. I don't know why that's an enemy. <laughs> Zagu appears when you shoot a certain area on the ground. If you destroy it, you will gain over 500 points. And then when I look at all the other quote-unquote ground-based enemies, including DeLeo, nothing. No description. Nothing at all. It's a picture of an eye that looks super bloodshot, by the way. How do you spell it? D-A-L-A-E-O. Star. Okay. Anyway, my I could never get I don't I don't know if you had any more success with this than I did. I always tried to I wanted to take both eyes out because there's two eyes and then I wanted I figured something must happen if you take both eyes. I could never do it. I took one eye out a couple times, but nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> so I was always it's I like want to know legitimately my notes. What happens if you take out both eyes? I have no idea. Um I was trying to look at things and I saw something where if you destroy them, you have to destroy them almost at the exact same time to do anything to gain the points or like gain bonus points. I, I only ever destroyed one. Okay. And truth be told, like later stages, I didn't destroy either yeah. because there were so many other things still being shot at me or chasing me or whatever. Definitely true. Um, yeah, that's all I had really until the... Um, you know the major, which I th- I thought it was in. Other, wanna, okay, yeah, go ahead. What else you got? I want to talk about a couple of the other yeah. guys because that one stood out because it was. You get towards the end of the stage and there's all of a sudden just two big eyeballs yep. looking at you, and you can shoot them and they don't shoot back. They just are there. Uh, one of the other things that I thought, one of the other bad guys, I should say, that I thought was interesting was the Lazado, which was the face enemy yes okay that's true so it, it kind of comes onto screen in four separate pieces from each corner of the screen and then kind of 
flies together into the middle of the screen and early in the game i don't even know if it shoots at you in the early in the game but later in the game it starts shooting at you and it's got like homing shots and i think they always shoot at you but they shoot a much steadier stream later on in the game yeah yeah i mean they weren't i don't remember them being difficult early but i feel like later in the game i struggled to destroy them consistently or destroy them quickly consistently at least uh these are supposed to take 16 bullets you can get, but again, okay. I didn't even think they, you know, they were died. Oh, they die! I've destroyed them. A few I times. feel like I shot it I so many times and it didn't die, so I just stopped even trying. Yeah. I just avoided it. Yeah. Uh, also, late in the game, and I think it's only in like the later half or the last quarter of the game. There's the Shadiku, which is kind of, kind of. Like the Daleo, the, the eyeball. Oh, yeah, things. yeah, yeah. But these ones shoot at you and they kind of float in the middle of the screen with no land below them. How many times do you have to shoot one of these guys? Uh, these say 16 as well. Okay. I think I only ever took out one eye. Yeah, I, I well. never took one out, but. Yeah, those were those were tough because I feel like they were, they were more late game. Um, you never really got them just alone you always kind of had still some other wave of bad guy flying at you or shooting at you or whatever so they were tough so there actually was i don't know do you have any other enemies specifically i have one more and i'm not i'm not like i looked at the list and i've kind of scrolled through it a few times and i'm like i'm not 100 percent sure which one it is i'm guessing it's called the where'd it go the sapla which, I, again, I'm not 100% sure of this pronunciation, and I'm not even 100% sure that's the, the bad guy. But this one multiplied when you shot it. I don't recall Do that ever... happening. Dude, there's a... It's definitely, like, last third of the game. A bad guy that comes down. It looks real simplistic. It's kind of like this orb. And you shoot it the first time. And it stops like moving on the screen. It kind of just starts going down, but like sh- continues to shoot wherever you are. And if you continue to shoot it after that, it multiplies and like uh, close okay. by. Yeah. And it's like, bl- it like blows up into this arm. Like I was shooting it, like thinking I was going to destroy it. And it kept like growing. And I was like, stop growing. And then I learned later in the game to just shoot it once yes. so it doesn't move. I start, I... And it just shoots individually. Yeah. But what happens when you do that is if other things fly on the screen, which they do, especially late in the game, you're not attacking them because you're so careful about not shooting this thing and creating this chaotic, cancerous thing of shooting at you. Yeah, there was a lot of... um, Yeah, there was a lot of, especially in the final third, like you're saying, there's a lot more maneuvering for me and less shoot like i wasn't killing much i was just no like no trying to survive the last two stages especially and i know we'll talk about it with the other real like innovative part of this game i i was not killing a lot of things yeah um i actually there was one other enemy i did want to talk about and i'm trying to scroll through now and figure out which one it was um yeah but it was one that would Basically, I only saw it towards the end of the game and it would like home in on you 
and yep. it went as fast as you went like you had to shoot it or you it was just gonna like kamikaze into you yeah and that was what's tough about later the i don't know if it started like at the second half of the game or the last quarter of the game or whatever but it, later in the game you get a lot of bullets that start chasing you or a lot of bad guys that start going directly mm -hmm. at you like the, that kamikaze kind of like suicidal like i'm just gonna i'm gonna kill you and i'm just gonna touch you and i don't care i'm not even gonna shoot i'm just going right at you and i'm gonna chase you and follow you yeah i don't know what that one's called to be honest either but i yeah late in game you have so many things that are just like doing their normal routine the up and down and like scrolling up the left side and diving at you or scrolling up the right side like and then you get the things that are chasing you out as well. And this game becomes chaotic. Mm -hmm. Yep. There's no other way of explaining. It is just like chaos on chaos late in this game. It's still fun. It's challenging. Don't get me wrong. But it is chaos. Yeah. I Actually, like, you wanna, um, before yeah. we dive into that one thing, did your game lag... I didn't feel like that, no. Okay, I was. Uh, it, it's an NES game, right? And we said, I think you said it came out on Famicom in like eighty five, eighty six, yeah. whatever. This game did not once lag for me, and I think that's surprising because there are still so many things flying on screen, mm. so many shots. Like I'm shooting, they're shooting. There was just there's old bullets chasing me, like homing in on me. There was a ton of things on screen, and this game never once lagged. That's impressive. Yeah, that's true now that you mentioned that. I... We've played some games that were, I mean, even Kirby. Like, Kirby was one of the later games, and I know there's a lot of things going on in Kirby, but there's times going through Kirby where there's like four or five bad guys on screen, and the game starts lagging, you're like, okay. Yeah, this thing will have like... <laughs> But 15, 20 bad guys along 15, with five, yeah, I was gonna 10 say, projectiles. Gonna you got the background. You got the... Yep. You could be shooting five different projectiles. A lot. That's pretty wild. And I was just like, this is, this is, that's impressive in my mind for a game this old and early in, early in the system. Like when it's late in the system, like I expect that to be gone early in the system i expected a lot more and i was like this i don't feel like i never once slowed down lagged or felt like i was just moving sluggish no i moved full speed the entire time and i think that's a good thing i think that makes this game a little bit stand out a little bit more certainly um you know as far as what we've played so far that definitely stands out in that sense yeah So let's uh, let's dive into the big thing, the big innovative part of this game. Yeah, I don't, were you able comes. to look up at all? I mean, I don't think I've experienced this. Like, I can't think of any other game where I've experienced this. Do you have any other games you've played, or did you were able to look up and see? Is this how unique is this? I don't. I don't really know. It was unique ish like the uh, to me again like i'm gonna bring up that tom sawyer game and in that game when you're doing this 
kind of vertical rail shoot 'em up. You're on your raft, like going up river, and there's bad guys coming kind of at you that you can shoot. And then there's little pieces of land that clearly your raft can't go over and you have to keep on screen. So you have to like avoid them and go around them. But then there's times where you physically jump off of your raft and float above the the land and your raft like goes under it somehow. Like it's a bridge. And you then land on your raft on the other side. So it's kind of similar, but that was still very different. The The overall game of that Tom Sawyer is more so a side-scrolling adventure shooter kind of thing, not a vertical. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know what to call this. Like, what What did you call this or freeze sets? So I can tell you... Um... They call them trap zones is the official term that I'm seeing. Yeah, that's right in the manual. That's exactly what I found. But I, I didn't know what to call this until I looked at the manual and read that. Yeah, I just called it going over or under things, basically. Okay. <laughs> I called it duck and cover. Yeah. So sometimes, and it's just started what in like level three, I feel like. I wrote randomly. <laughs> question mark i think i maybe it started before this but i was busy avoiding things so i didn't experience it so much but to me in level three you started seeing some actual like land masses and not just um scaffolding type setups and there were times where you would go under the land mass and you'd basically you can't shoot you're hidden you can't you can't be hit um nothing can like collide with you but you also can't shoot and you're like under under right yeah. whereas normally I mean, you're like, over and it and like you said it was random like i could literally i felt like if you flew under the left side of a landmass you would go under it but sometimes if you if you were on the right side of the screen and you flew like you might fly over it you might not fly under it i think that was my biggest struggle was it felt random completely random and i i didn't go back and like really explore and dive into this but you'd have this land mass or this you know whatever construction piece thing coming at you and you'd be shooting and attacking or dodging or whatever and your caesar which is the ship would just automatically go under that space where you were invincible can't shoot anything else you can't really detect exactly where you are unless you have the shield because the shield still keeps spinning and you can see that but you are under that space and safe and until the space ends or like a hole is in the middle yeah there's there's some times where there's some little gaps where you fly up in and you're like i'm back up above and whatever and that was my biggest thing is especially in the later stages where things had some chaotic kind of structures or like the land was just really weird. You would fly under and you'd be like, okay, I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm safe. And then you'd pop back up and you'd be like, shit, 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 shit. I'm in the middle of all the chaos. Yes. Um, and I haven't taken anybody down. And that's why specifically I brought up right before this, those homing in enemies. Yeah. In the later stages, there were times where there were so many of them that it was great to be underground because you could yeah. avoid them and eventually they'd fly off screen before the structure ended. But there are also times where I got stuck under the screen. These things flew on the screen and they're basically like 
they attach themselves to your body like you can you can't if i go right it goes right at the same exact speed and it's already on top of me so the second i pop out from underneath this structure i'm dead i can't move i can't shoot it's just homed in on me and i'm screwed yeah i i mean there were times i feel like early there were times where i was like i I don't want to go under like let me back out and i try and get back out and i couldn't or like i'd find a gap and i'd be in the middle of things and i'm like i don't want to be here (laughs) but this is where i am um I think my biggest issue with that is like you could fly out and you couldn't like duck back under in or you didn't know when you were going to duck back under and yeah. be safe. Like you could see the space and be like, oh, I'm going to go fly under this this land and be safe underground. And you're like, nope. The game's like, no, you're, you're staying above. Like deal with this stuff, man. You're like, no, no, no. I wanted to go under. Yeah. Or vice versa. You'd be like under. I'm like, yes, I'm safe. And then all of a sudden you're like the land ends. You're like, crap, I'm going to get thrown into this chaos. Yeah. And so interesting mechanic. Um, I sometimes really like I liked it. I think if only there was like a second button that could have been assigned that you could press yeah. and go under. Can you imagine? You know? Can you imagine if there was a second button on that controller? Like, what could they have done if there had been a second button? The old Famicom controllers. Yo, those Famicom... The, the Famicom controller had two if buttons. If only they had they two buttons. Oh, my God. I think that is the only thing that drives me crazy because the idea is great. I mean, cool. even if you were just, like, you pushed up into it or you pushed down into it or even if you were, sh- like, not shooting going into it, something. Yeah. There are so many physical options that they could were capable of doing with this game at that point in time yeah other than whatever they did which feels random it feels completely random because again like i'd fly up and into things especially early in the game like i'm underground i don't want to be and i'd fly back down and under and then i'd fly up and i'd be like all right i'm not forced to go back under why and now it's not random in the sense that like like if you went to the same spots the same things would happen every level you know it was just random of like i didn't it's there's no way for me to memorize where those spots are where i'm gonna go under or stay over they stay the same like if i replay the level and i go on the same path i will go under and over in the same pattern it's just not knowing when i'm gonna go under and over that makes it random which is yeah just it's i'm not gonna memorize 16 different levels of this is never gonna work so no 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 no. and i think one of the things like i they were i really didn't like it early in the game because i was like i want to keep shooting these guys i want to get my power-ups i want yeah early in the game i didn't feel like i needed it at all late in the game was when i i used it and i needed had to i was like the only time i really struggled was if you have no shield you can't physically see where you are. Yes, I had some trouble with that too. And I had a few times where I got under and I was like, oh my God, I've got nothing. I need to get into safety. And I dive under and get lucky enough to go under. And then I'm like, okay, I'm good, I'm good. And I'm like, I think I'm in this spot. And then I keep flying, you know, like you're following the trail of the path of the game. Yeah. And And then you'd like sneak out of this little corner and you're like, no, 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 no. That's not where I was. Yeah. yeah, the best you could do was recognize which enemies either shot the 
the homing missiles at you or like home yeah, you were specifically of yeah and you could just where they were heading towards is obviously you're there somewhere but that's clear not exact yeah i mean it's a fun concept it's a cool idea i really think that they could have done something i mean knowing that they had a, a, a a and b did the same exact thing like you really could have done something like just hold a to go under like and now you're under boom done and that really would have created a interesting kind of concept of like you could pop up and you know like in these areas especially late in the game because like the land and the constructions and like all those things that are going on in the background have a lot more openings for you to pop up into so you could have like popped up in, shot a bunch of things, gained some you know score because this game is about getting a score in the end, and then ducked back under the next space. But because it's random, you have no control and no say. So like you, when you want to, you don't always necessarily do it, and when you don't want to, you're you, know, you might do it. I don't, yeah, I mean. They definitely, they got, the structures did get way more elaborate in the later levels. Yeah. And they were, like, I, the same way as you, I, like, pictured. I was like, oh, if I could pop out this window, shoot these guys, pop back under that window over there, like, that'd be so cool. But, nope, that's not how it works. Right. I mean, I remember, I think it was one of the original Call of Duties where they gave you the ability to tilt. And so, like, you could stand and you're, you could be physically completely covered by a wall or a barrier or whatever. And then you could push a button and your, like, screen, like, rotated to the side. And you were like, oh, now I can, like, you peek. Re- like shoot around this, peek around this corner, yeah. but I can also shoot around it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I'm, like, this tiny little object to be shot at. And I can get a quick, like, look of, is anything down that direction? Is somebody shooting at me or do I want to shoot at somebody? I just remember, like, and that's what this felt like, but they just didn't give you the control over it. And that's what sucks. It's like, if you have that control or the ability to choose when you did and didn't, this game changes drastically. Absolutely. In, a, in, in my opinion, at least, a very positive way. Like, I still had fun with this game, but if you let me control that, that changes this game in a very positive, like, mindset and a score-wise of, like, how much fun I'm having with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have to, I, I don't know what else you have to talk about this game, but like that's a big, obviously the big talking point of my grading that's, of that this is game. Big topic. Yeah. I have two small other details yeah, let's hear about this game, but I, I mean, this is like, it's so much fun to like think of a game where you could do that. And I don't even think of, I don't even know if I know of a game, you know, at least in this style, like a shoot 'em up like that you can do that do you right i don't i don't i don't know many okay. shoot 'em ups but yeah i don't either to be honest like that's not my normal style of game so i was just i figured i'd ask um the two other things i wanted to bring up and it was more so like looking into the manual and like the the game itself so i uh, there's no necessarily dire- i don't know if there's a direct connection um but this seems to have like a series of games to some extent so star force came out before this uh, yeah. even though it's not a direct sequel i don't even know what that uh, means there's a lot of similarity 
Um, after Star Soldier came out Super Star Soldier, Final Soldier, Soldier Blade, Star Soldier, The Vanishing Earth, Star Soldier R, um, something called Starship Hector, and Star Paradier? Pop. I don't know how to pronounce that last Are one. these all um, the same, like, shoot 'em up style of game? Um, that's about the best connection that they all have, but they are somewhat all connected. All right. I didn't dive into them, to be honest. I didn't have the time for it, but they are somehow all somewhat connected. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd be interested to see, like, if the, and, you know, again, I think a lot of them are, like, I, you know, Wikipedia does its job. Like, these are all connected through that and that there's a reason. And I even looked into, like, some other sites that, like, they they probably have either a similar, you know, program, not programmer, um, company that created them. A lot of these, they I mean, something came out on, like, PSP. Not that I ever played anything on PSP, sadly. Um, you know, like these came out and they were similar esque. Yeah, I mean, I would say from playing this game, they seem to be willing to, I don't know if it's take chances or try to make innovations. So, I mean, I would definitely give those other games a chance and see what they come up with after playing this one. Yeah, yeah I mean, I had fun with this. I'd try at least some of the future ones yeah. and see what happens and kind of go from there. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to know, and I think this was, I always just think some of these things are just so obscure and interesting. Um, so in the manual, right, uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, this game is licensed by Nintendo, blah, 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 blah. Thank you for purchasing Taxan's game cassette, Star Soldier. Are those, are... Are that is that what these things are called cassettes? cassettes? Uh, I always thought they were called cartridges. I've always called it a cartridge as well. Is that another one of those translation? I don't know because here's my or other what did thing. you say it was called? It, I always called it a cartridge. Right. The game here is cassette. being called a cassette. What is the difference? I mean, what's the difference between Famicom? And NES. Famicom and NES are the location in which the game is released. So Famicom, I believe, is Japan, Asia, and Europe. Are you sure that's the only difference? Well, Famicom did not originally, at least, come to the United States. I knew, yes, I agree with that. And some of the games did not come as well. So yeah. like uh we we did Earthbound and one of the the original Earthbound Mother did not come. That only came out on Famicom. Well, I'm looking at just Google and stuff on uh eBay. They are calling a lot of these Famicom cassette pieces. They're still what I would call cartridges, but Yeah. Alright, so then here's my next question for you. Because it then directly under this says precautions. And number one says, be sure to switch off the computer when replacing your cassettes. This, are they talking about the system? I think that was a translation no. error. 
Okay, because I would never have called. I, nowadays, like a PS5, that's a freaking yeah, computer. That's true. It's a, not like your basic normal computer, but that is a computer. And I think I would have probably around the PS3, I mean, technically earlier than that, but like that's the first system I was like, this is like its own computer. Like I can do bomb. I can go on the internet. I can do this. Um, this computer. That was just, I was just like, what is this translation? Is this, what is this? I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. I never knew I would care so much about the difference also, between a like, cassette and a cartridge. End, like they always do their, their warranties or whatever. Compliance with FCC regulations. I was like, um, I, I, I can't connect. I didn't have a Nintendo that connected with an antenna. No. Uh, and I was like, this is its its own like page in the manual. And I was like, oh, I, this just goes above and beyond me. I don't know. I see so. I see plenty calling it a cartridge also. I don't, maybe it's just a matter of uh, the, the Japanese maybe just use the, the word cassette instead of cartridge. Maybe it's just a, dial, a cultural different choice. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so that was just one of those, some of those little things. Um, Interesting. This also used to be part of a festival. This game got played in a, what's called, was a caravan festival in Japan, I believe. It. Um, Hudson Soft used to have, like, host this where they would do high score competitions. Cool. Um, and they actually did a competition with Star Force, the, you know, the game that supposedly that came out before, before this. Okay. Yeah. Star Soldier, and then the uh, Hector one. So, I mean, I thought it was kind of cool. Like, they they connected them all and made a high-score competition yeah, out of so this. So, it was like a triathlon? Like, you had to play all three and combine your high scores? Based off of what I'm reading, I think so. Sounds cool. But, again, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Well, I hope that's what they did, because it's definitely better than just three separate high score yeah i agree with that statement because i think that you could just like learn all the basic things and one and just dominate that one but i think if you have to get really good at three and they're all a little bit different so that's it man that's all i got yeah uh same rate it up how would you like to rate it do you have any ideas so i think the obvious idea is the 16 levels it, okay I don't know. that is the obvious um i did have one other idea i don't know if you had others i have the my only other idea was that we would do um the 32 bullets to destroy Starbrain, but interesting know, told i'm i'm interested in your others well so i also came up with 32 although a slightly different way so um the simple brains what are they called 
brains brain uh, soldiers the star star, star brains. brains yeah for the first three levels right are just like they have the one area you attack yeah. and then in the fourth every fourth level has the the mother brains with the they have five areas you have to shoot yeah the super ones. super yeah, brains but, yeah, saying mother brains makes me think magic yeah i whatever terminology super brains okay um, super brain. <laughs> so if you add up all of the super brain things that you have to destroy, there was 32 of them. Like each uh the brains themselves and also whatever other the guns that you like shoot out. How much did the guns take? I don't know what they took. I just you had to take them out before you could take out the center. Yeah, and didn't the center take 30? I'm just saying if you total up all of the ones that you had to from level 1 to level 16, that's how many things you would have taken out. Oh, okay. So there's one in level 1, one in level 2, one in level 3, five things in level 4 that you take out to yeah. destroy the the. the Let's well, just do 32. We both somehow came to it. Mm. Um, you have your score? I, I think so. Okay. I'm going to let you go first All then. Right. Um, so, like I had kind of um, foreshadowed previously um i do think this game tried some unique things um they didn't work out as well obviously as we would have liked um could have been cool could have been cool to see an update with it like our a choice involved in the matter somehow deciding when we were foreground or background or over or under whatever you want to call it yeah um but you know i picked it up started playing it once and decided that, that was going to be the next game that we podcasted. So it's, it's obviously a fun game. Um, engaging. It just kind of like hooked me pretty si- for as simple as it is one button game, just one button. Um, yeah. Might as well have been in an Atari game. It did. Um, there what it was weird. It didn't feel, you didn't really feel the progression. I think like we talk about in some other games, I felt like the first two thirds of the game were pretty similar. I guess it kind of like it got a little bit harder, I guess. That last third, that last quarter, you definitely felt the last third. is definitely uh, a big, not necessarily difficult. I mean, it's difficult, more difficult, but just the number of things they throw at you increases. The number and the homing. Yeah. The the homing ability for me, at least. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I hated it, but it was a hilarious mechanic that if you just don't kill the brain fast enough, you just get sent back to start. You don't lose a life. I mean, that's that's yeah. something. Um, yeah. But you get sent back and have to do the level over again is, I don't know. It's so many things. <laughs> it is. It invokes a lot of feelings. Um but again, it's it's kind of an interesting addition to a game. Innovation. It's cool. I like their attempt. Um, and so yeah. 
really the only the biggest place it loses points is just how completely random that um over or under thing is but it really is it's so game chain like i'm thinking of what this game would have maybe um in the high 20s I think if if I could make that choice of when to go over or under, like I think that would add that much to this game. Um, and I still want to give them the the credit for kind of doing something different. And yeah. so I'm gonna go ahead and give this game a. Uh, I'm gonna go with a 22 out of 32. Yeah. Okay. I thought you and I were gonna be way off as you were talking this up because. I, as much fun as I did have, um, the lack of kind of control and the, you know, the power-ups are, they're there, but truth be told, I didn't even know I had a shield for the longest time or that it was blocking shots or anything. Um, I didn't know it blocked five shots. That was cool. Yeah. I Makes me feel like I told, suck a lot more at this game than I thought I did, though. I got <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I had those. I thought it was like blocking one or two shots. (laughs) I don't like the end boss mechanic. I I wish that like, this is one of those things where little things, I think really pick this game up. If you control the over under ability of like the land and the protecting yourself underneath and whatnot, that brings this game up drastically. If there was a, whatever time limit it is 30 second 20 second whatever for the brain lord or brain i keep calling brain lord um star brain i i would have more patience because i feel like there were stages where i was there or times where i was there fighting him and i was like oh i'm done like this is it i didn't beat him and it would keep going and then other times where i was like why did that end so quickly um just something to kind of give me some signaling i don't know i i wrote it in the the, like the chat before you even gave your score i'm giving it a 20 i really do want to give it more because i think the innovation or the ideas make it a good game or could make it a good game it's just the fact that there's this there's like this lack of communication or lack of control that i just I really don't like about the game. It feels like it's clunky because you don't know or don't can't control things. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like we agree on pretty much all of that. So, oh yeah. Again, I just thought I thought you were going to go higher and I was like, "Oh, I'm not so far off." Like, <laughs> no, it really it makes I mean, I'm I really feel like this game would be you know, way up higher. More like a, 20, a 28, patch. 29 maybe. Yeah. If they had a quick patch right now, yeah. like, and they could fix the over-under and they gave you a time limit on, you know, the star brain. Truth be told, this game's probably like 26, 28 range. My, my only, because... I guess my one other thing would be I would like a little bit better distinction in some of the background colors versus the projectiles. Yeah. That, that would yeah. annoy me next most. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's I, 
glad we, I'm glad you found it. I'm glad we played it. It was still worth picking up and playing. Uh, I have no idea what my high score was or is technically. Um, yeah, I didn't play the game uh, validly enough to count my score. So that's fair as well. But to each, and I'm interested to explore the series a little bit more though and see what other what else they tried. If yeah, I feel like you know we could each find one and pick one up and kind of play it and see how it goes and who knows who knows it's nebulous any other last comments on our star soldier adventure nope I got nothing alright if you've been enjoying the podcast please subscribe leave us that five star review share it with a friend we appreciate it until next time Adios.